Hey, this is Nate with Purity for Life. For some men, there is something very big standing between them and freedom from sexual sin. That is confessing to their wives. The repentance and confession go hand in hand. So there's, he's never really going to have any victory without repentance, and he's not going to have any repentance without confession. So he's, he's down a blind alley if he's just holding it all in and refusing to confess. Confessing sin to a wife is an extremely sensitive thing, and husbands need to be prepared to face some very real consequences. What I want to say to men that are listening is whether you are just looking at pornography or you've been with other people, this is what your wife is going to hear when you tell her you've been involved in illicit sexual behavior. I am in love with someone else. There is someone else I want, and you are not enough. So it's going to be hard, but there is no way around it. If we've sinned, we must confess. And through confession, God will restore our souls. This guilt and shame and depression that probably came along with that, all of that weight is starting to get lifted off now through confession. And I think above all of that, I would say it's the word hope. You know, he finally actually is in a place they both are, if they see it right, that hope can prevail here now. They can actually focus on what the real problem has been all along. You're listening to Purity for Life. Stay with us. Okay, so this is the second part of an episode where we're talking about why confession is necessary for spiritual health. And so last week, I talked with Pastor Ed, and for those who didn't watch it, I would definitely recommend either watching the video or listening to the podcast. I'm not going to do a full recap here, but basically what we tried to do was give people an understanding of why you can't have a healthy Christian life without confession. And we talked about the proverb that says, he who covers his sin will not prosper, but he who confesses it and forsakes it will find mercy. We talked about why sin must be confessed, what it is about sin that makes confession necessary. And what we're going to do in this episode is try to apply that really specifically to a husband who has to confess sexual sin to his wife, Mm -hmm. because that whole scenario is very precarious in a sense, I think. Mm -hmm. It could be really good in the long run or it could be very bad Mm -hmm. in the long run. And so we want to try to give some wisdom and and guidance on that. So I'm really grateful to have both of you because you have dealt with a lot of these kinds of situations. So Kathy, thank you for coming in and thank you, Pastor Ed, for coming in. Thanks for having us. Um, I was thinking that we could start off by maybe helping a husband understand what some of the realistic ramifications are going to be when he confesses his sin to his wife, because um, I think maybe sometimes husbands just want to get this off their chest, Mm -hmm. and they're not thinking about what this will do to this woman. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe we could talk about some things that they can expect, both positive and negative, after they confess, whoever wants to go first. I'm happy. I defer to you. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'll uh, I'll take a stab at it um, because you know I think honestly one of the 
things that is likely to happen. I'll start with the negative side. And one of the things that is likely to happen in any scenario like this is it's going to create a very emotional scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there are just going to be a lot of emotions getting expressed, a lot of emotions on the table, so to speak. And men just in general aren't good at handling that. <laughs> they mm-hmm. yeah. shy away from those kinds of experiences altogether, yeah. typically. <laughs> uh, yes. uh, so, so they've got to be kind of prepared knowing like that's going to happen. You know, there's going to be some anger. There's going to be some hurt getting expressed. Um, Mm -hmm. On the negative side, I would say, you know, he needs to be prepared for the realization that there's going to be a loss of trust and a loss of respect from his wife uh, in the process. Mm -hmm. He's probably fearing rejection and and some of that rejection is going to happen potentially. And it might even be so serious that it leads to separation Mm -hmm. for a period of time. Uh, Perhaps it's one of those scenarios where this is like the last straw and, you know, she (laughs) just says, that's it. I'm out of here. Files for divorce. Uh, You know, she's going to get a lot of worldly counsel Mm -hmm. in that vein, no doubt. And so he's got to be prepared for all of those sorts of negative consequences. Mm -hmm. But Fortunately for us, you know, the positive, I think, far outweigh all of that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, doesn't diminish the reality of any mm-hmm. of that. But hiding a sin isn't going to make it any better. <laughs> it's not going to take those consequences and, and improve on that. It's just going to make that even worse in the long run. So facing the fear, I think, is one of the huge positives that he gets out of it. He's been fearing exposure, fearing mm-hmm. this whole emotional scene, fearing rejection and all of those sorts of things. And now he can and face that head on and realize that it probably isn't as bad as he's been imagining in his mind. But either way, facing that fear is the right thing to do spiritually. And it's going to relieve him of that torment, uh, that anxious torment he's been under. It should lead ultimately to uh, internally for him a sense of relief, uh, most likely. Uh, Some healing can Mm -hmm. actually begin. There's a freedom that comes, the, the weight of this guilt and shame and depression that probably came along with that. All of that weight is starting to get lifted off now through confession. And I think above all of that, I would say it's the word hope. You know, he finally actually is in a place they both are, if they see it right, that hope can prevail here now. They can actually focus on what the real problem has been all along. That's Mm. right. Mm. Yeah, it's good. It's very good. I was thinking and praying about this a lot. And on the negative side, I don't want to scare men away from confession, but I think that if they understand this about the wife, it will help them to not come with the attitude, I need to get this off my chest, sort of the self, a kind of a selfish desire. What I want to say to men that are listening is whether you are just looking at pornography or you've been with other people, This is what your wife is going to hear when you tell her you've been involved in illicit sexual behavior. Mm. I am in love with someone else. Mm. There is someone else I want, and you are not enough. Um, That is what her ears are going to hear. That doesn't necessarily mean that's the reality. In a lot of cases, it's not, but that is how it feels, and that is what it does to a wife to hear this. So. I want to just read quickly my experience when um, everything came out with Steve. To me, our intimacy was sacred. Saying I do at the altar made it exclusive and therefore off limits to others. He was mine and I was his. What we had together in private was ours. 
and I was the only one who should know him in that way. Hmm. Marital sex is the tie that physically binds two individuals together, and its sanctity is due to the spiritual union that is created. When I found out Steve was being unfaithful, I was crushed. He was spiritually becoming one flesh with anything with a skirt, giving away what was mine. Our circle of unity had been broken, our marriage bed defiled. We no longer had that special oneness that belonged only to us. Our sexual intimacy had been cheapened, actually nullified, because it was shared with many others. It had little or no value to him because he preferred a cheap thrill to the real thing, me, his wife. The pleasure he wanted from our union could be found on, or purchased on any street corner or in any massage parlor or on the internet. Hmm. And I know that's dramatic, but for a woman, that's what it is. Even if it is just pornography, that is what she is going to have to grapple with. That's what she's going to have to face is that he wants someone else. That's, mm -hmm. again, you know, one of the things that Steve said to me when everything came out was, I love you. I'm in love with you. It's just that I want sex with other people. A woman doesn't understand that. That doesn't make any sense to a female mm -hmm. mind. So I'm just putting this out there for men to just be aware of that because that is what it sounds like and that is what it feels like even if it's not the reality. Mm. So this the second question that's on my list, I, I think that this kind of probably ties in at some level, but when the guy is confessing sexual sin to his wife, what is the goal of that confession? You know, because it seems like they're going to have to pass through very dark waters mm -hmm. in order for the blessings to begin to really manifest themselves. So what's the goal that he should be aiming at? Well, I, I think there are a couple of things that come to mind from my point of view. I think the first one is communicating his repentance over it, you know, to just, I am wrong mm -hmm. and stating that clearly, owning that message, I'm the problem. It's not your fault. It, it isn't you. I'm the problem. Mm -hmm. And whatever response he receives, you know, is probably better than he deserves at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, so he needs to be prepared to let her tell him just how badly he has hurt her. Let her express some mm -hmm. of the things that start to flow in that moment and, and realize this is the damage that I have done to my wife in mm -hmm. that setting. You know, men, we, we like to move quickly past these things. Yeah. So <laughs> our minds are already thinking about regaining her trust or, you know, reconciling this relationship. But as far as I'm concerned, those things are strictly potential long-term byproducts of confession. They can't become the focus in that moment. You know, maybe the seeds are actually getting planted and maybe eventually there'll be some fruit in that direction from this confession, but that can't be the goal. Uh, another yeah. thing that I think he can keep in mind, though, is uh, being restored into a right relationship with the Lord. Like mm. That's the mm. one of the things that must happen for him. Uh, he's been cut off from the Lord, like you, you quoted yeah. that proverb, 
so he's not prospering spiritually until mm -hmm. he confesses and forsakes his sin. His prayers have been hindered uh, because of his sin in this way. So he needs an, a complete overhaul of his spiritual life at this point. And that should be one of the things that he's really you know, aware of and maybe has as a goal mm -hmm. in this confession. If his motivation is to patch up the marriage, he's missed it. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, and a lot of experience, when a man is broken because he understands what he has done to God, yeah. and he comes brokenhearted, <laughs> the effect that happens when you're getting right with God, you have to confess. I don't know if it's right to say this, but it's almost impossible to get right until you've confessed mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and get it out. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of guys that are really in that place of brokenness before God, they can't wait to say it. They can't wait. To, that's where this thing of getting it off their chest comes in. But you have to be careful how you handle this. But to me, confession is the fruit of repentance. And if, if you're trying to get right with your wife and get right with God, but you're not really coming clean, you're going to have problems. It's, it's, you've, yeah. got, you've got to be real, and you have to be completely honest and open. Mm. Yeah, as you guys were talking, I was thinking about um, King David's life mm -hmm. and how he handled the consequences of his sin. Like, you just see him. Um, God promises that your son is going to die, mm -hmm. and the sword is never going to leave your house. And I've just been always struck by how how merciful he believed God to be, mm -hmm. you know, where he was willing to believe that maybe God will let this baby live. Mm -hmm. But in the end, when the baby died, he was just like, well, I thought maybe it would live, but now that it's died, I trust the Lord, mm -hmm. you know, and I, it seems like in certain aspects with confession, I'm not married, but I've had to confess sins and I've had to face potential consequences. You have to resign yourself that whatever happens is in the hands of the Lord, mm -hmm. that there's like this conscious trust, yeah. you know, that mm -hmm. you have to place in him, that my life is in the hands of the Lord and anything that comes out of this, I surrender. I'm not yeah. asking for my rights. I'm not doing this to get something for me. Hopefully you're past that. At that <laughs> point, after everything you have been through, hopefully you're past the point of hoping, praying. Well, not that you don't hope and pray, but that you're going to suffer loss. There are going to mm, be some yeah. losses, but that's part of the process of repentance and, and getting yeah. right with God. And you just, if I could say it this way, you have to man up. And you just have to take it. You have to take it. You have to go through it. It's true for anybody. It's not just guys in sexual sin. It's for all of us. You know, mm -hmm. there were things I've had to confess that were painful. The hardest thing about confession is the loss of your dignity and your character. Yep. That's that's what's really hard. The respect, the the loss, just the losses. That's what I'll yeah. <laughs> what I'll call it. Yep. Yeah, people right. see the real me. Yep, that's who I am. Um, you mentioned this, Kathy, but so if like a guy has years of sexual sin to confess, should he just do it all at once? Should he write this thing out in like <gasps> stages? Ugh. What should he do? 
yeah, I mean, it's just really sensitive stuff, you know? I mean, he could literally dump sometimes decades. Decades. Mm. Yeah, see it all of the time. sin on this woman. Yeah. So how does he manage this so that it's not just, yeah, so what well, do you think? Well, yeah, please don't drag it out for five years. <laughs> yeah, No, right, just right. get it out. Just okay. admit it. Just confess it. But the worst thing, in my opinion— is to once a month, okay, it's building up again, I, I got to tell her, sit her down again, restart from ground zero, the whole process for her. That's what it is doing. You're just, you're dragging her through it again. She will never trust you. She will never be able to trust you if you keep every month. I've had this happen a number of times, women that I've counseled whose husbands handled it that way, and they cannot get their feet under them to ever trust their husbands again because they don't know when the next confession is going to come. Yeah, and I agree wholeheartedly with that. He definitely needs to do it all at once, get it all out there. He, you know, he needs to give up the control for mm -hmm. one thing, which is usually what's behind that. He's trying to control her responses, trying to control the situation, trying to hold on to mm -hmm. his character and his image a little bit. He needs to just give up all of that yeah. and lay it on the table uh, and confess everything, mm -hmm. quit protecting himself like that. He's got to put his trust in God. That's the only way he's going to make it through this mm -hmm. is to – Trust the Lord with all of those things. The scripture teaches us that the truth sets us free. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's got to be our guiding principle here. The truth yep. sets him free. So get the truth out there, whatever it is, however ugly it's been. That's where freedom is ultimately going to be found yeah, for him. You have to face it. I wanted to ask a question specifically about this because I did hear an influential Christian minister say that in his opinion, a man should not confess to his wife until he's living in victory. So as they're going through counseling or whatever, there's going to have to come a time of confession, but that's not going to come until he's worked his way out of this. It's in the past, and now it's like, oh, okay, by the way, I want to let you know the things that I was doing. Do you agree with that, that he should just first get victory and then confess or what? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. You know? No, I knew what the answer would be. But. Yeah, yeah, no, that's like, um, where do you even begin? Okay, this is a man problem, I think, that men categorize. They have boxes. We've had this conversation <laughs> about men live in boxes, and sexual sin is a box, oh. and they live there. But to wait for him to get victory over that, that's like saying sexual sin is the big problem, but there are myriad issues attached, actually, that I believe were seedbeds for sexual sin to thrive in, rebellion, um, worldliness, carnality, all the stuff that made it possible for a man to actually live in sexual sin for who knows how long, and for him to think that I can live in victory and then I can go tell her, it's, that is just like going to keep him in bondage, really, because I don't believe until he really comes clean that he can get free. You, you know, the, I saw a little bit about the article or whatever you mentioned, and, you know, he's right about one thing. He says that, you know, that, that cycle of confessing and then falling, confessing and then falling, mm -hmm. he says that's very traumatic for mm -hmm. the wife. It is. He right. is right about that. Mm -hmm. yes. You know, it is very traumatic, but the answer isn't silence. Uh, as Kathy was pointing out, you know, the repentance and confession go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So there's, he's never really going to have any victory without repentance, and he's not going to have any repentance without confession. 
question. So he's he's down a blind alley if he's just holding it all in and refusing to confess uh, in order to somehow achieve some victory. That That's just a mirage that's never really going to happen for him. Mm. The answer isn't silence. The answer becomes considering more drastic steps to uh, establish real freedom and victory in his life so oh, yeah. that he doesn't have to go through this cycle yeah, over good. and over. And it's, yeah, it's like such a thing because he, all right, when Steve repented and he repented, it was enormous, but he didn't stop struggling just because he repented. He still had issues. And I think what happens once a man has confessed this to his wife, they both need to understand there's going to be problems. You're going to struggle because you don't, you know, the people we deal with in our realm, these guys are addicted to it. They're not like a guy that just saw pornography once and that was it. These guys are horribly addicted and it is a journey coming out of and learning to overcome the power of temptation and how to stay honest. Mm -hmm. Staying honest is a big deal because sexual sin is so powerful in a man's life. Sex is huge for men. It's not like that for women, but for men, it's huge. Mm -hmm. And you don't just turn around and walk the other way. So I'm kind of saying this to the wives. You have to understand Mm -hmm. it's going to take time, and he's got to be able to be honest without just horrible backlash. I mean, I understand Mm -hmm. the pain of it. I know what it's like. Tears are okay. But throwing things at him, threatening divorce, all that stuff, you guys have got to come together. You both have to own this thing together. I know that a lot of women do not want to hear that. But from my experience, I've been doing this for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. If you're not in it with them, you're not going to make it. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, the thing that's striking, too, about the question we before about all at once or, you know, in stages or whatever is that if a man discloses everything all at once, as hard as that is, even as he comes out of this sexual sin, when there are falls and he discloses it all again, mm-hmm. something is still changing. And the wife yes. will know this. He's not a liar mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's a very big deal. For her. That's enormous. And I think that's one of the reasons why so many of the women that we deal with, unfortunately, their husbands are liars. I had the benefit of having a husband. He was a lot of things, but Steve was never a liar. And so he was raw and he was real and I could handle it. I mean, it crushed me, but I could take it. The thing that helped us get through this a lot faster was he was brutally honest. Mm. He would tell me everything, not details, but Mm -hmm. he was telling me stuff. And I knew where his heart was. I completely understood. He's real. He wants to get free. That's what the honesty was saying to me. He wants freedom and he's not doing it to appease me. He was doing it because of his walk with God. And yeah, he just came into reality. And I think that men, they just think that say it once and let it, Go away, you know, and it's not like that. So 
Go ahead and yeah. give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree. You were reminding me actually a little bit about, you know, times when I've had to talk to Carla, my wife. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was one of those guys, I, like I thought this would crush her and she would just fall apart, mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to take it. But as I was listening to you and you, you were like, I can handle it. And, you know, she surprisingly could handle it too. I mean, the Lord just gives a grace mm-hmm. in that moment yeah. th- that sustains a wife and brings her through, helps her get through it, mm-hmm. I think, because I don't think normally, you know, I don't see Carla as really like strong and rigid and, yeah. you know, full of backbone that way, but she got through it all. There and, was grace. Yeah. There there was a lot of grace. There's a lot of grace for any wife. If you are walking with the Lord, it's much easier to get through this than if you are worldly-minded, mm. carnally-minded, caught up in life and the world, then you're probably going to have a very worldly reaction, which is anger, run to divorce court, all of that stuff. There won't be the grace you have to have it from the Lord. It's you, You're not going to naturally possess the grace to forgive that. What about the time where he decides, okay, I've got to do this? Do you think it's – is there situations where he should like bring another couple into that or does this have to be done first privately? Yeah. I mean I definitely would recommend that the husband get some godly counsel mm-hmm. from someone before okay. he makes any steps in this direction. He needs to talk it over with a counselor or a trusted uh, spiritual leader in his life, mm-hmm. something like that. And, and there are a lot of individual factors. Uh, what's the current status of the marriage? What has his wife been through lately? Mm-hmm. What kinds of things have gone on that have maybe helped drain her emotionally, physically, spiritually across mm-hmm. the board in some ways? You know, you, you would want to take all that into account in how you approach Mm. uh, the confession with her, I think. Um, The bottom line for me is I honestly, I tend to believe that confession can be done with just the two of them Mm -hmm. present, and I prefer it that way, generally speaking. Um, I guess I I found myself wanting to ask Kathy her perspective even about this a little bit so that I understand it better. But, uh, you know, I'm picturing this scene where you've got the living room and and now two couples present potentially, and three of the four people have been briefed. Three of the four kind of know what's going to be said or shared. Mm -hmm. Does the wife really feel supported in that moment or Mm. is she feeling maybe a little ganged up on her? Are they really there for her or are they there for the husband? You know, know, I don't know how Mm. she really sees all of that myself, Mm. Uh, but I found myself wondering, you know, is she somehow going to perceive that as as a little bit of pressure to give a – uh, what she thinks is the right response, right. the godly response. He's doing the right thing, for. so you need to, you know, exactly. just suck it up and be a good girl, kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't think I would appreciate that situation personally. I would rather what I read in my book. This is me and Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is us. It's very intimate. It is so intimate, and I don't know that I don't know how many wives would want to bring people into their bedroom. Because that's kind of what it is. I mean, it, it's that private that this has happened. And it's happened to both of them. It's not just that he's been in sexual sin in a weird sort of way. And I don't know if I could ever explain this. She hasn't been in sin, but this has deeply affected her. So they have. Even this, if she doesn't know anything. The sin has affected her deeply. Yes. And I would not want another couple 
involved. The only time I think I would recommend that is if there is unrepentant sin, and then I would be referring to Matthew 18, where you're bringing in an elder that can actually be a witness to a confrontation. Okay. But this isn't that. Yeah. Okay, so then what would you say about how the man should prepare for this confession? I don't know, spiritually or practically or any guiding principles? I know we can't outline everything, but... Yeah, I would say prayer, (laughs) and then still more prayer, (laughs) and then when he thinks he's prayed enough, keep praying and pray some more, uh, because you need this thing bathed in prayer Mm -hmm. and the presence of the Lord. And while he's praying, you know, hopefully he's immersed in the presence of God (laughs) to some degree, and he's able to really consider his sin from his wife's point of view Mm -hmm. in that prayer time. Mm -hmm. What did it do to her? How did it make her feel? How deep do those wounds go? You know, what is... (laughs) the assessment of this damage I've been inflicting on our relationship. And he needs to consider not just his actions, but his attitudes and his motives behind some of it, because those things also, I think, need to come out in the confession. Make sure he's able really to express some of the root sins here, not just, you know, well, I did this and I was with her and I went there and I watched that, but the underlying selfishness and self-centeredness that he's been in and that unloving (laughs) kind of attitude that he's has probably shown up in many, many different ways that had nothing to do with sexual activity in the home. Mm. Um, And yeah, the one other thing that comes to mind is, you know, I don't encourage men to write out their confession, Mm -mm. like to to write a letter to their wife and read it. I've heard sometimes people suggest that. I really strongly shy away from that. You know, there's a couple problems with it. One, you're just documenting the whole thing (laughs) on paper, which really doesn't help anybody. You're trying to eventually overcome this sin in our lives. We don't need a record of it. (laughs) Um, But also in his words, in his confession, you know, I don't want to hear a dry recitation of Mm -hmm this. I want this to come out of his heart. If he's spent enough time in prayer, what he confesses will come out of his heart. You know, If he needs to make a few bullet points on a piece of paper or something so yeah. he doesn't forget some mm-hmm. of the key things that he means to include in the moment, you know, that's fine to have a couple of notes, but don't read it to her. And it definitely should be done face to face. Absolutely. Yeah. Strongly encourage that. So that means he needs to maybe make some arrangements. You know, to can give some consideration to a time and a place where they can be together without distractions or interruptions, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Confession is usually the fruit of repentance. It can go back and forth, but if he has, I'm assuming <laughs> that he has repented to the Lord, that that God has revealed truth to him and he is responding to that truth that mm. something got into his soul, mm. went from his head to his behavior, what he's been doing wrong is now not just locked in his head, but it has touched his soul and he knows he has sinned against a holy God. When he comes, there should be some level of brokenness. Now, I want to make clear what I mean by that because I don't think tears mean that much. As young as I was and experienced as I was, I didn't want promises from Steve. I wasn't looking for him to, you know, wrap his arms around me and tell me, baby, I love you. I'll never do this again. I didn't want that. I didn't need that. What changed it for me completely was seeing him devastated Mm -hmm. over his sin. That's why I stayed with him, because I saw the repentance in him. And I'm not telling men 
come up with a performance. Right, yeah, yeah. Do not perform it. If you're not broken like I'm describing, you still have to do this. I believe it will lead you into that kind of brokenheartedness that you need, but don't make promises you're not willing to live up to. And definitely, yeah, you have to come out of your prayer closet sober and brokenhearted that you've broken God's heart and you've broken your wife's heart. And you just, yeah, you just have to own that. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's really good, the thing that you said about the promises. Because mm-hmm. there's basically the next question, what should he avoid doing in this process of confessing? Mm-hmm. You know, And I definitely think that's probably one of them is like, here's all the stuff that I did, but here's what you can expect from me in the future, which is definitely not. (laughs) That to me is like almost admitting that you haven't really changed. When when a man comes in and he's got, I'm I'm so sorry I did this to you. I love you. I didn't I didn't mean to do this. He's minimizing it. He's like I'm sorry. I, I coming up with justifications and stuff. That is not <laughs> that's not good. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to do that. And if that's what's in you, you need to go back to the drawing board because that is not what confession is. You're not justifying. You're not minimizing. You're not making excuses. You are owning it. Yeah, exactly. That's what we talked about a little bit in our episode last week, actually, is what it is. It's an acknowledgement, a statement of truth that Mm. doesn't include any of that minimizing or justifying kind of language, no shading of the truth, Mm. no blame shifting, and certainly don't blame it on your wife, which I have definitely heard men uh, come pretty close to or across the line into doing when they offer a confession. A couple other things that I would like to see men avoid too is uh, coming off as like super spiritual, you know, uh, quoting scripture in this this context or the Lord showed me or the Lord told me or something. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that helps in this moment. You know, Mm -hmm. they're they're expressing their brokenness uh, ideally. That's what we would be Mm -hmm. looking for. And that comes out of your heart and who you are and you don't need to dress it up with spiritual sounding language and, and things like that. And I think he needs to realize that, you know, he doesn't deserve her forgiveness uh, and Mm -hmm. and you don't want to communicate something, you know, where you're assuming that she's going to forgive you or owes you forgiveness Mm -hmm. or uh, Mm -hmm. somehow taking that for granted from Mm -hmm. her. You definitely need to avoid that sort of thing. Is even asking the question, will you forgive me a little premature maybe? Well, I think he needs to. You have to humble yourself to ask for forgiveness. So I think absolutely he should be doing that, but not to expect it. Right. Um, Please understand, men, whoever's listening out there, this is not something that she can just make a snap decision about. She has got to go through some stuff. And you just have to humble yourself Mm. and patiently go through this with her because some women just don't bounce back. Yeah, I just had like an analogy of like clobbering somebody on the head with a two by four and then asking them to do like a simple math equation. Mm -hmm. You know, they can't, they're not in that frame of mind Mm -hmm. right now. So to even expect it or whatever, it's just not realistic. Yeah, Uh it's not real and it's not fair. And you're going to have to earn her trust. That's the bottom line. You have broken faith with her. You have broken the covenant and it will take her time to recuperate from that and to recover. And, you know, I think most women will forgive, but you just have to give it time. Mm. That's part of the consequences. It's one of the losses that you have to incur. Mm. Um, So the big question about detail, how much (laughs) detail should he share? 
or what kinds? What kinds of details should he share? What kinds of details should he not share? Okay. Okay. What women want to know. These are the details that women want to know. What does she look like? How much does she weigh? What color are her eyes? Hmm. How did you touch her? Where did you touch her? Etc. I won't go through the whole. Mm-hmm. But our minds are trying to gather data <laughs> to understand why. Why did you do this? What was it about her mm. that you couldn't have with me? We mm. don't. Women don't understand unfaithfulness because most of us aren't unfaithful. Once we've made that vow, it is forever, and we don't. We don't look. Mm. Oh, we don't look at other men. I mean, as a young woman, you might have some random weird thought, but it's not sexual. It's usually emotional. But women want to know what he's done with her, how they've done it, that kind of thing. And that's like the worst possible thing she could do to herself. It's bad for him, for one thing. It's very, very humiliating already for a man to confess. So for a wife to start wanting that kind of detail, yeah, yeah, because she thinks it's going to help her to understand things. It will not help you to know detail. Trust me. I know things I wish I never knew. Hmm. And it doesn't go away. You don't forget. I mean, it's, you know, it's 40 years ago for me. So it's like, yeah. The sting's gone, but it, the memories are still there. Yeah, and I don't sit around and think about it every day. It's not a deal anymore for me, but you don't forget, and you don't want to carry that memory with you. There's no point in it. It doesn't help anything. Hmm. So no detail, just highlights. Yeah, so like the highlights would just be number of times? No. No, none of that. Just I've been in adultery for nine months or I've looked at pornography every day. I've been looking at pornography for the last six years. Okay. And yeah, it's just been my habit. This is what I've been doing. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just I'm addicted to it. Mm-hmm. If it's with other people, okay. So that is a whole another level of. <laughs> that's another podcast, to be honest with you, because mm. when a man has been with other people, everything's on the table now, mm. because. I, for one, could not fathom. It's getting back to the whole emotional thing. I cannot imagine my husband having a relationship. And that's how, see, that's how it would affect me, that he's having a relationship with another. Not just a physical act. Yeah. And that is a game changer. I want this person. That person. Yeah. And now Steve was visiting prostitutes, going to massage parlors. So it didn't affect me the way it would have affected me if he would have come to me and said, I've been with this girl for the last six months. Mm. That that is profound pain. A lot of women just don't recover from that. That's too hard. That's too much to ask that he wants me to forgive him for committing adultery, falling in love with another woman. I mean, it's women can do it. They can. God's grace is enough for them to forgive, but it is painful. It is hard. It's very, very hard to overcome that. Mm. When you work somebody through the details, what kinds of guidance do you give them? 
I definitely encourage them to try and speak in generalities. So it's, you know, the wife wants to know typically, you know, the types of sexual sunnies been involved in, the frequency, the duration, that sort of thing. So you want to have a general way of conveying that. I I think it can help her to some degree to know whether this has been, you know, a weekly thing or a monthly thing or, Mm -hmm. you know, just a quarterly sort of thing. So, so it helps her to, to have some idea of Mm. how deep he's in it. And I think one of the key things for me is he needs to make sure that he corrects anything he has ever lied to her about. He needs to make that right in this confession and say, you asked me (laughs) about Mm. X, Y, Z, and I lied to you. Mm. Here's the truth, you know, and make that very clear and correct any of those lies, but stay out of all the gory details yeah. like Kathy yeah. was talking about. You know, we don't want to share things that create images in people's yes. minds and pictures. Mm. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's interesting because no matter what the man says, typically his wife is going to have questions and and he's yeah. really got to be prepared to help deflect some of those without sounding like he's avoiding <laughs> the topics mm-hmm. and the issues. Right, so, yeah. so it can be very challenging. And I've, I've often encouraged men, you know, just take a minute, pause, you know, do you really want me to tell you that? Will that help you really to know that? Do you want that picture in your mind for the rest of your life if I tell you that? So I'm not sure how you feel about that. I usually tell men to be prepared to answer truthfully whatever she demands, but just realize that some of what she wants to know, we've got to try, you know, gently push back. Like this isn't really going to help you. I don't think Mm. you want me to tell you that. And maybe like even, you know, can you just sit on it for a day or talk to somebody else and see, and if they agree that I should answer that, then maybe I'll tell you. (laughs) You Yeah. It just, it it would be good for women that are listening (laughs) that will face this maybe or have faced it to not pry too much. Mm-hmm. You really don't need <laughs> detail. Mm. Um, frequency, I understand that. How often, you know, for me, it was constant. There, right. there wasn't a day probably that he wasn't with other people. It just, you will not benefit by knowing that detail. So if a husband is confessing and she's demanding detail. You're just going to have to, what Ed said was right. You just push back on that a little bit, be gentle, um, and don't do it because you're not going to help her. It's not going to help her. One thing you said also that I really appreciate is if you remember that you lied to her about something, admit that. That is so important because I'll tell you, The thing that is just so painful for a wife is to find out, just keep finding out, he lied again, he lied again. You will never be able to build trust. So when you're admitting, I lied about this and I lied about that, to me, that's you've had something real happen between you and the Lord. You are coming clean, and it's important. And the other thing I want to mention is this can be so exhausting for both of you. Don't spend four hours in one setting because you will emotionally be drained for days. Just get it out initially, and then you guys need to work out. I hate to say it like this because I'm not like, I wouldn't appreciate this, but you need to have time, schedules 
to sit and talk through things. Mm -hmm. And she needs you to talk to her. That's probably one of the main things that has been lacking in your marriage is conversation, communication. And it's huge for a wife. She wants to talk to you. She wants to hear from you. She wants to know where your heart's at. She wants to know what you're going through. She wants that and she needs that. And it's Mm. right for you to give her that. So, Yeah, something that was kind of coming into my mind while you guys were talking, and maybe you think that this is right, but I think sometimes our tendency is to, okay, I've confessed, and now I need to like become a totally different person Mm -hmm. overnight, Mm -hmm. you know, to make it up to her or prove that I've changed. So like now I'm going to buy her flowers, now I'm going to start cleaning, and now I'm going to start doing all this stuff that I think she'll like. It sounds like that's not really what she needs. Um, You don't have to just start performing. She's looking for just total transparency. Yep. That means far more to her than you washing the car. You know, okay. and I'm not saying don't do acts of kindness and mercy for her. Those are important things. It actually, it is demonstration that something has actually occurred in you. But mm-hmm. what she wants more than anything is communication. Okay. She really needs that. She needs to talk with you and you need to listen. But you have to not go crazy with it. I'm mostly I'm saying this to the wives. You can't tie a guy down for two hours and talk about emotional <laughs> stuff. They won't sit for it. It's too much. So do thank I get you. an amen? Yes, thank you for saying that. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you think needed to be covered that we haven't covered yet? Yeah, you got several hours. <laughs> no, kidding. Yeah, I think that's probably good for today. Okay. All right, great. So thank you guys very much. And I just want the men to know that we did pray before this um, interview because it's really, really, we understand this is really serious. Mm-hmm. And so we're praying. And actually, the other thing is that we pray for these kinds of things on a weekly basis mm-hmm. yeah. for men to confess sin. Yeah. We pray for the wives. Yeah. We pray that there'd be wisdom. And yeah, so there's prayer already uttered on people's behalf mm-hmm. and they can know that God's going to work in his good timing. Yeah. He'll get them through it. Yeah. He will. Amen. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks. I don't really feel like I need to add much here at the end of the show. If you're listening, and if you know that God is speaking to you, then all that is needed is for you to obey his voice. Please don't harden your heart. That's it for this episode. We'll see you next time. Purity for Life is a production of Pure Life Ministries. For over 30 years, Pure Life Ministries has been the go-to for those whose lives have been devastated by sexual sin. Visit us on the web for more information about our life-changing counseling programs and powerful teaching materials. Also check out our video clips of men and women whose lives have been radically transformed. All that and more at purelifeministries.org. (laughs) 